Welcome to the Vita Foods Insights Podcast. Join us as we explore the latest in science and innovation, helping the global health and nutrition industry connect, develop, and progress. Today's host is Heather Granato, Vice President of Content. Hello, and welcome to Vitafoods Insights. I'm joined today by my colleague, Carlotta Mast, who is the Senior VP of Content with Informa's Health and Nutrition Group and the market leader of the New Hope Network in our business. Carlotta, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Heather. I'm so glad to be here with you today. Well, I'm excited because we're going to be talking about a really critical issue that uh, we've really talked about many times over the years about importance of raising awareness of the importance of diversity and inclusion across our natural products industry. And you've really showcased this topic through our expos and digital media, just as we've done through Insider and Vitafoods brands. So I'd love if you could start us off with sort of the why, why it's important that as individuals, as businesses, and as our industry that we're focusing on these issues. Yes, well, thank you so much for inviting me to talk about this topic because I think it's it's truly a critical topic for us as an industry to be, to be focused on, mainly because there is so much opportunity for us as an industry to bring about greater diversity and inclusion throughout our companies, our organizations, throughout every part of our industry. And I look at it from a standpoint of opportunity because I think about what, you know, one of the biggest benefits of diversity and inclusion is that it spurs innovation within organizations. It brings different perspectives, new ways of thinking into an organization um, to a problem or a challenge. And I think about if, if every person, regardless of their background, their gender, their race or ethnicity, their, you know, anything, their orientation, if everybody felt that they had an opportunity to be part of our industry and to truly have a seat at the table and to be able to be part of the innovation engine that allows us to look at new challenges in big ways and in new ways, I I think I, I can't imagine what we couldn't accomplish if everybody felt that they were were part of that. And right now, I don't think that is the case. Um, I'll share a little bit later some of the stats from some research we've conducted. And we have a long way to go to truly be able to invite everyone in to being part of our industry and helping us to look at the future and design a really successful and healthy and amazing future for our industry. And most importantly, for all of the people that we serve. I totally agree. When we talk about our mission of more health for more people, I can't imagine that there's anyone who doesn't think that that's a great goal. And the more people who want to come along and buy into that and share their their knowledge, we're going to be much more fortunate if we have that happen. So one thing that I've also been excited about, and you'll share some of the data later, but you're part of the JEDI Collaborative in the United States, which is taking things to the next level, kind of beyond just diversity and inclusion into justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion. So can you talk about how those issues interconnect and how they can collectively amplify our efforts? 
Yes, um, I've been so grateful to be part of this organization. It just officially launched in the United States actually last week and will be um, making a, a much larger launch in the United States in 2020. And it's based off of the climate collaborative model, which is a model that um, is a nonprofit model that allows companies to make for free commitments for the climate collaborative related to climate action and for the Jedi collaborative related to justice, equity, diversity and inclusion. And then this organization provides all kinds of resources for those companies to be able to make progress toward their commitments. And the reason that we decided to look at justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion, and not just diversity and inclusion, is that it's really important to look at this topic holistically. And it's not just about you know, the people who make up the leaders or the members of a team or an organization. You really have to look at all of the parts of a system and how you can bring about more justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion. And justice and equity comes up in a big way for our industry. For example, when you look at supply chain and you look at the communities and the people who are involved in, in growing or sourcing the materials that go into our products or the people who are harvesting the crops that go into our products or manufacturing those the products um, that we we sell to consumers. And there is a lot of injustice and inequities within our supply chains and within the supply chains of, of many, most CPG companies. So we also have a long way to go as an industry to look at how we can create more just and equitable supply chains. And as part of that, then ensure that we truly are creating products that are accessible to all communities, all people. In the United States, for example, um, New Hope Network Research has shown that you know more than 70% of the consumers who buy our products are, are white. They're not people of color. And so we have a lot of work to do to, to make our products more accessible and to reach a much more increasingly diverse populace with our products. And so that's a part of justice and equity as well, ensuring that, that we really are doing the work to be more accessible and, and culturally relevant to everyone. I think you're right. As we take a look at the changing demographics of our population, it's really important that we have the ability to address people's needs and to think differently, which really starts from the top. So when I looked at some of the results from Jedi's uh, benchmarking study on the natural and organic industry, I got to say, I wasn't surprised to see that industry leadership teams and boards are really predominantly made up of white men. So what does this mean? What, what does that speak to in terms of the, the challenges then that these organizations are facing? Well, I think it speaks to the need to to be bought in from the very top um, into the importance of, of Jedi for your organization and to be looking at it, you know, holistically throughout your organization. Our research did show, um, you know, and this was this was focused on the U.S. natural products industry that we have a lot of work to do when we looked at the leadership makeup of companies, so those would be the CEO or other C-suite leaders within an organization, 84% of the people, of the leaders who, who were reflected in this survey um, were white. And 
57% of the leaders were men. So you see more women in leadership roles, but you know there really is absolutely a lack of um, diversity in terms of people of color in leadership roles. And then when you look at the the makeup of, of boards within the natural products industry, it's even it skews even more to being um, predominantly white men. 68% of board members are men, 81% are white, not people of color. So we as an industry have a lot to do, and it really does require us to be committed to making changes in our leadership. There's a lot of effort now being paid to helping to get more women and people of color into board roles within the industry. And it starts with a commitment to making that um, to making that change. And, and that commitment has to have real action behind it. So if you have an open board seat, you have to be committed to um, doing a search in a way that would allow you to access the many talented women and people of color who are looking for board opportunities and would, who would be a great fit for your board. It just may take more effort to ensure that your recruitment processes include those those people as, as potential fits for your board. So I think it starts with commitment and then real action has to be put behind it. Absolutely. I also found it notable that the results of this benchmarking study showed that smaller companies generally have more women and more people of color in leadership. So as we're looking at this entrepreneurial spirit and shifts in how products come to market and the importance of new ideas, how can we as an industry support the growth of these smaller and more diverse companies? You know, that was also a finding within our study that provided um, a seed of, of optimism and hope for me that we did, the, the research did show that companies with fewer than 10 employees have more women and people of color. And I think it reflects the number of women and people of color who are launching their own companies. I, you know, if you have an opportunity to walk around Natural Products Expo, you'll see so many women entrepreneurs and um, people of color who have launched their own companies. And I think that's what that stat um, in part reflects. And it also reflects that then those those people often are building more diverse leadership you know, leadership teams as part of their efforts to grow the companies. And what I think it means is that we have to continue to help support those companies in being committed to diversity and inclusion so that as those companies grow, they don't start to shift into old patterns that might have these these entrepreneurs looking at, you know, that that same that um, small community of, of leaders within the industry who tend to be um, skew more white and more male as the people who will sit on their boards, as the people that they'll bring in for top sales roles or marketing roles as they they grow. So one of the things Jedi, the Jedi Collaborative is very committed to is ensuring that we can help connect entrepreneurs and, and other company leaders to um, a more diverse pool of people who can fill those board seats or fill those leadership roles. That's really exciting. And I think it's so important to have that opportunity and for others to make themselves available. Sometimes you don't think that you can fill a role because you've never seen someone like you in that role. So expanding the pool, helping get people connected. I think we're in a unique position, a unique industry to be able to do that. I agree. So 
Obviously, these results are from a U.S. study, but I would love to hear your take on how the findings could really be very globally applicable and maybe some lessons we could take away for businesses around the world. Well, I think the research is globally applicable just in that it's important research to do. This was the first time that um, that I know of that there's been this kind of demographic study of our industry done. And it wasn't an easy study to conduct. Um, New Hope Network partnered with Jedi Collaborative um, to, to conduct this study. We did this last fall. And it's inherently imperfect the way we had to collect this data because it's difficult data to collect. But it, we felt it was important to you know, really lean into trying to get this data. And in this data, we were able to survey roughly 220 industry leaders who completed the survey. And the data is based upon um, the, the individual who took the survey, that person's knowledge of the leadership um, makeup of their teams and of their board. So again, inherently perfect, imperfect, but a good place to start. And I would love, um, you know, and I would be committed to helping our health and nutrition group at Informa conduct this kind of research um, with more of a global scope to it, because I think, again, this is important data to have because you know then where you're starting and it can help you to set benchmarking goals that you can track your progress against. And so I think, you know, whether even though we don't have this data globally, I think for anybody listening, for them to look at their own um, organization, look at the makeup of your board, look at the makeup of your top leadership roles. Are they reflective of the consumer base that you have an opportunity to serve? And if not, what are the things you could be doing to diversify leadership, to open up more opportunities for others within your organization um, to be able to move into leadership roles, to really help the organization find a more diverse set of candidates for your board leadership. I think that is ap that's important wherever, wherever you are in the world. And I do hope that we could at Informa lean into more of this research at a global scale, because again, I think it's, it's important to know where you're at, where you wanna go, and then track your progress and how you're getting there. Well, what do they say? What uh, what gets tracked or what gets measured gets accomplished. You, you have to be able to actually hold yourself accountable. So it's so exciting to be a part of this initiative. And I really appreciate your continued leadership in this area. It's a topic that's top of mind for us at Vita Foods, and we'll be exploring it through digital and event platforms, as I know uh, we will across our U.S. business as well. So any additional comments you'd like to share? No, I just thank you so much for, you know, um, carving out some time uh, for this important topic. And I encourage anyone, whether no, no matter where they're located, to um, check out the JediCollaborative.com website. There's a lot of good research on the site, um, information about justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion as it relates to our industry. And if you're you know, able to make commitments, we'd love to have you make those commitments and maybe it can inspire some you know, uh, innovative thinking for others and how they can bring about more Jedi within their organizations and within you know, their full value and supply chains. Fantastic. Thank you again, Carlotta, for taking the time and thank you to our listeners. We are excited to see what you're going to do around justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion. 